This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. After an eighth place finish in Skybet League 2, questions were asked whether Nigel Clough would stay on as Stag's manager. But earlier tonight, the Stag boss signed a new one-year contract. And tonight, here on the Mansfield Matters podcast, for the next half an hour or so, myself and Clive are going to talk all about that, share our views on Clough signing a new deal, and get your views too. So if you want to have your say on your team and, of course, Nigel Clough's contract extension, make sure you get involved in the comments and have your say right now on the live feed. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Proud to be part of the TalkSport fan network as we reflect on Nigel Clough signing a new one-year deal. Good evening. Welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast. Thanks so much for joining us on this impromptu night. We'll be here for the next 20 minutes or so. As always, you're welcome to come and have your say on your team in the live feed comments. Um, we'll delve straight into it. Clive Parkin is joining me tonight. Evening, Clive. How are you? Evening, Craig. Fine, thank you. Jolly good. Good to see you again. Uh, over the disappointment of uh, of Monday yet? Yeah, I actually adopted... a. Um... Um, a strategy and that was to not expect to come away from that game with anything more positive than a day out and that's exactly how it worked out for me I thought there was plenty in the game to uh, give us confidence but clearly the one goal was not about what happened at, uh, at the last game it was about something happening somewhere during the season that uh, could have been corrected shouldn't have been considered or whatever it, it there are probably 20 or 30 occasions during the season we, we can pinpoint and say, if only. Yeah, absolutely. We'll delve into that uh, this time next week when we do our end of season um, awards, uh, end of season review show as we do every single year. 
Um, so we'll leave that for tonight. Let's delve into why we are here, though, and that is, of course, to talk all things Nigel Clough, having signed a new contract. This is the club statement which they put out earlier this evening for anybody that missed it. Mansfield Town is delighted to announce that manager Nigel Clough has agreed a new contract with the club. The Stags boss is set to sign a new one-year contract with an option to extend for a further season thereafter. In a joint statement, Chairman John Radford and co-chair Carolyn Radford said, we've, we've very much enjoyed working with Nigel during the past two and a half years and are delighted that he's agreed a new contract. Nigel is an experienced manager and of equal importance, a man of principles and integrity. Despite the disappointment of missing out on a top seven finish this season by the finest of margins, there could be no doubting the process the progress we've made with Nigel at the helm. Like us, he is determined to improve on the final league standing from the previous two seasons, and we will offer all the support we can to help him fulfil our ambitions in the 2023-2024 campaign. The news also underlines our requirement for stability and continuity as we aim to build on last season and are sure that our magnificent supporters will be greatly heartened to learn that Nigel will be extending his stay with the Stags. Uh, on signing the new deal, Clough also added, I'm delighted to have agreed a new deal in principle and I'm looking forward to tying it up in the next few days. As I said after the game on Monday, we can't wait for next season and we feel that with a few new additions, we can be up there challenging again. We've made progress in the last two and a half years, but ultimately not with our desired outcome. With that said, we feel we're getting closer and without the injuries of last season, there's no doubt we would have been closer still. We very much enjoy working for this club and we're desperate to get the success that everybody from the owners to the supporters deserves. A fair statement um, from uh, the club, from John and Carolyn, and I think um, we'll get to some comments in just a second. Keep them coming in. But first and foremost, Clive, let's deal with the length of the contract. A one-year deal, it's it's sensible. I've got my own personal opinions on whether or not we, we should have offered a new deal anyway. I'm sure everyone has, but... The length of the deal for me, once I read that earlier, um, I was quite pleased with that um, because it's a year and I think within that year, I think there'll be certain targets to try and achieve along the way. Yeah, I can never work out whether a one-year deal with a one-year option is a two-year deal or not. Um, it, depends <laughs> who, it depends who holds the option, doesn't it? Um, if, uh, if the club is saying, look, we'll agree to a one-year deal, but if by mutual consent at the end of that, year we want to continue we will do um i can't see it being anything other than that because if it wasn't it would be a two-year deal um uh, I, I think that it, i'm i'm personally quite pleased i think more more because of the stability factor than because i'm a uh, a devotee of uh, nigel clough um i mean nigel clough in my eyes is is a mixed bag you know there are certain things he does in, well and i'm impressed yeah. by him. there are certain things he does strangely which i find frustrating I'm, I'm in that respect i'm sure i'm the same as every other fan um but yeah i'm pleased but generally speaking i'm pleased that we've we've kept him i think we have made a bit of progress in under under his leadership um but the real acid test is this year now because what we do in the summer and how we start next season is really what's going to determine whether it was a, the right thing to do or not uh, let's have a look at some of the comments. Uh, Andy says, chuffed to bits he's staying over 150 points in two seasons. And I would say nailed in to get at least 75 points next season. Why gamble with this? Fair comment. Obviously, the points tally over the last two seasons, if you look at, you know, progression and being consistently up there, 
we have been there. You know, there were certain factors this season which maybe let us down in the final third. You know, one more goal and we'd have had a two more games at least play. Um, but like Andy says there, Clive, over 150 points. When he came in, when we strip it back, you know, he had a, a job to do, didn't he? The first job was to, to keep us safe. The second was to, to balance the books. And the third was to build a, a squad capable of pushing for a promotion. I think you can argue that he has achieved all three of those objectives. The objective now, which I think hence the, the one-year deal, is just to, to, to get over the line and, and to, to go one further and level up. Yeah, I think a lot of fans uh, have the mistaken belief that we're a moneybags club, that there is no shortage of money to spend or waste on players. Um, I think what has happened um, since Clough's been there, he's working to a budget and, the re- and he's working very carefully to a budget. Uh, and I think that's instructions from the owners, which is right, right and proper. It's a business. It should wipe its face. And I think three or four years ago, uh, the Radford said, we're not after making any money out of this club and we're quite happy to tolerate some small uh, top-ups required. But, you know, under Flitcroft and others, there, were, there was an awful gap between what that was being spent on players and what we were getting back in return. And I think in that respect, Clough's done his job. I'm not sure whether the uh, help as much as we can message from the owners means that they'll put more money in this year or not, or that they'll continue along the, the line they've been doing. I think every fan that I speak to believes we had too small a playing squad this year. And if they think that's the case as well, then they're going to have to find some more money. Mm, yeah, completely agree. Uh, Roger says the odds were stacked against us. Uh, I think Clough deserves another year. Some think not, though. To be fair, they did well to get close to the playoffs considering all the setbacks. Uh, that's it, as he would say. Better the devil you know, I think. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for continuity and and stability. Certainly at this level, you know, you do see managers um, chop and change left, right and centre. Uh, but by having that stability in place, it does allow Clough to add to the squad. And uh, as Nick says in the comments as well, Clive, um, it's uh, it's all about continuity being the most important thing. Yes, and I think players and their agents, sadly, but players looking at the potentially joining a, a football club will look at how stable it seems to be. Um, you know, there are lots of clubs around the, the league at the moment that are chopping and changing right, left and centre. And you will you might join a club under one manager to find that you're out of the picture if it, once they've changed the manager again. You know, and I think having what seems to be a stable team there is probably an attraction for those players who are looking for a new uh, employer. Mm. And, and, and they're going to be, that's the, as I said a few moments ago, the acid test, I think, is what we do now. We've got the whole summer, which is different to last year to recruit and we've also got thank god some time for some of these broken bodies to repair uh, before we start doing the pre-season again the pre-season was poorer last year because of the constraints of time but we can't cope without more players so the most important thing is recruitment as far as i'm concerned yeah um Mark says, now Clough is staying, has already said he needs a bigger squad and a younger squad. He also needs to utilise the academy now more than he has. I think that's probably the frustration a little bit with with some of those who were, may, were maybe looking for change in the summer. The fact that we've had all these problems with the injuries. We've got this academy set up um, there. We've got young players coming through. We've, we've mentioned uh, Abdullah a number of times. I know he's been on the bench. He was banging goals in for fun in the youth team level. You said it yourself, Clive. You know, if he's scoring in the academy, why not give him a, a shot in the first team? 
I think that's where Nigel Clough and maybe his stubbornness a little bit um, and sort of that, that thing of sticking with what he knows and who he knows and trusts, that's the one thing which needs to be addressed in the coming season if we need to utilise that that facility. I get the impression that he, he finds trusting young players hard to, to do. Um, and he has his, his um, favourite players, players he's worked with over many years, that he has absolute faith in. Um, and that, by and large, has proved to be OK, I think. I mean, every player's had a sticky wicket at some time during this season. But those that were getting early criticism have come on to be stalwarts of the club. Mm. Um, and the January window was really good, but we then had the misfortune of having two of them cropped on day one. So all the bad luck came with us this year. Somebody said if there wasn't for the bad luck, we'd have had no luck at all this year. And I think that's about true. I think the league table never lies. After 46 games, we are in eighth place, which is probably where we deserve to be, given what we've, we've done. Um, and I think uh, I see that as not an unsuccessful season, given the circumstances. And I think also that might explain why Clough has been reluctant to throw young blood in, because everything's for the last three months everything's been at stake every game you know had we been in a position like um Leighton Orient with a comfort uh, blanket of points in the bag he may well have been a bit more adventurous with his with the younger players um who knows I mean I think he was described in the press release as a, a man of principles and integrity yeah. integrity you could screw that around a bit and say a stubborn person because if he believes sincerely in his own way, there isn't another way. If if I'm critical of him, I think he's inflexible. And he, yet, the irony is, he demands absolute flexibility from his players. It's very true. There, there is a, a certain irony there. Now, of course, not everybody uh, want, wanted Clough to, to stay. There were a few that were looking for appointments elsewhere. We've had a few of those messages in, uh, one of which reads, don't know how we can get rid of Flitcroft after one year in charge and keep Clough when he's had two rolls of the dice. Don't know where the logic is uh, with that one. I think it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because... You know, we are talking a fair while ago with with the Flitcroft situation, and there was a lot more on the table, on the line, and on the table in terms of money spent on players, as we alluded to earlier, um, and a few other sort of factors behind the scenes uh, as well. Even the owners said, you know, on reflection after they got rid of Flitcroft, that it was a decision which probably shouldn't have been made and they should have given him a little bit more time. They're doing that now with Nigel Clough. He has arguably had two rolls of the dice to try and get us promoted. But I was thinking about this on the car, in the car on the way home. And actually, for all the run we had last season and all the momentum we had, we always knew deep down that there was no expectation on us and that we weren't quite good enough to get over the line. So it didn't really come as too much surprise when we didn't get promoted at, at Wembley. We just enjoyed the day out having you know, celebrated the achievement of getting there in the first place. Whereas on the flip side of it, this side, this time round, we built a squad which was capable of not just the playoffs, but the top three. And then we had all these factors of injuries and and what have you, which sort of stood in the way and conceding silly goals and what have you. It's arguably more disappointing this season to have not done it than, than the last. And I think had the injury situation not happened and we'd have finished eighth one goal out I think we would be sitting here talking about potential new managers and Clough moving on yeah it's conjecture though isn't it I mean 
it depends where you stand when you make the argument. I, 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 I'm not going to change my view. I think, generally speaking, the, the, the whole thing has moved forward slightly. And I think it's a slow but sustainable progress. And I think the problem with Steve Evans of the world, and I think Flitcroft probably might have fallen in the same bracket. It was, it was everything or nothing, you know, shit or bust. Mm. And I think, uh, and we don't know the facts, but I think where Flitcroft was concerned, there were some interpersonal problems between him and senior people at the club towards the end as well, which didn't augur well. And maybe on reflection, what the Radfords are saying is we wish we hadn't pulled the trigger. Um, I mean, we hear stories about he fell out with one of the um, directors over the training ground. Uh, and we know that Carolyn was uh, pretty actively involved in things at the club at that time. And anybody who knows Carolyn knows that she's wonderful at certain things, but she's not the most reasoned person when it comes to things like that. So I think what we, what we can't do is keep reflecting back on it. I, did, I was sorry to see Flitcroft go. I'd have certainly wanted him for another season. But it went, and then we had a, a, a load of inefficiencies came mm. after that. And that's why I'm particularly pleased that now we've got someone who knows the business and has proved it, um, is being given a little longer because he took his time to get what, it, what he achieved at Burton. But when he did it, it was with hardly any resource in a town that's barely big enough to sustain a football club. Um, he got Sheffield United to Wembley, you know. He, he, he managed to get Derby competitive with no budget whatsoever. So I think there are things in his, in his favour that people forget when they get frustrated when he brings subs on with three minutes to go. Yeah, it's six one after the other. Do you think there's a pressure on him now, though, having had two shots at, shots at it, two rolls of the dice, if you were, and coming up snake eyes, is there a pressure on him now to start next season um, positively start next season strong and arguably by Christmas be in the top three or be looking for a new job? I don't think he'll feel himself to be under pressure. I think his contract is as much as he would have wanted. I don't think he's without personal wealth. I think the situation is it suits him as much as it suits the club for, for the relationship. He doesn't have to travel far. He's more or less in control of everything that needs to be in control of. He's brought his own entourage with him. Um, I don't think he's feeling under pressure. He'll be he'll be disappointed as disappointed as anybody at the club if we don't make further progress. Um, and that the obvious thing there is promotion, and that would probably be the only thing you can judge him on this season. Um, I mean, the, the, the irony was that we for one week were were in third position, <laughs> and then immediately we had all players' legs falling off and all sorts of things happened. Um, as I said, just bad luck in that respect. Uh, but you know you could you can criticise him for running too small a squad. Oh, I don't know. It depends what he's got to work with. Um, but then you argue, or oh, there are certain players that have never been given a chance. Um, then I don't find any justification in that. But I think Alan said in the last podcast, we don't know what goes on on the training field. We don't know what happens behind the scenes. We only see what we see. And to be honest, we only see what we want to see some of the time. Uh, Andy in the comments says, uh, do you think a man of principles and integrity is a swipe at the previously banned for financial uh, financial <laughs> irregularities? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Uh, I'm saying absolutely nothing. Um, what I will say, though, is this now is the biggest pressure for me. I do think like this pressure on Nigel Clough now, and I don't necessarily think it's in terms of getting results on the pitch in the first quarter of the season. 
it comes now in the transfer window. We have to learn our lessons in not only in terms of recruiting the right players who don't come with a, don't come with a, an injury backlog or whatever, but also in in getting the squad right. We don't need to be going into next season playing a centre forward at left back. We don't need to be relying on a central midfielder who is pushing forty as lovely as he is and as a character he is. We cannot afford that. We have to learn from the mistakes. And that is also, in terms of our negotiations, you look at those fine margins, which we'll delve into on next week's show, the end of season review. Alfie Kilgore coming in. We could have got him in in the summer, but we didn't because we probably didn't offer enough. Callum Johnson, we could have got in the summer. Again, he chose to go to, to, to Scotland maybe chased a better deal elsewhere. How many times have we heard about players coming in and deals being bettered by other clubs? If we'd have offered that little 1% more, we wouldn't be talking tonight about a manager signing a new contract. We'd be sitting here buzzing that we're either A, in the playoffs, or B, celebrating a promotion like Northampton. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. I mean, paying a lot of money for players doesn't guarantee a success. It's all about the, the knit and the blend. And uh, and and the availability of those players that there are that you've got signed up. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the the drive for a recruitment of players who he knew or felt he knew enough that they could play out of position was the wrong basis. We needed specialists in, in and cover for those specialists. And I think that's where we let ourselves down most badly. And that was not having a cover for the left back uh, because then we, we the whole shape of our team. Uh, had to change. Um, in terms of availability of central defenders, until Kilgore came, we had a real problem. And Kilgore, if we'd had him at the start of the season, we wouldn't be having any of this conversation now, in my opinion. We'd have been in either in autos or we'd have certainly been in the mix for the, the, the playoffs. Hmm. Um, but that, again, we, we weren't, and we, we are where we are. Uh, and somebody was having a go at Perch the other day as being you know, a liability. Well, I think that's a bit strong. The man's got enormous experience. He perceives things quicker than a lot of players who haven't got that experience. But he doesn't have the legs anymore. Yeah. And he works well for our team when there's somebody young and quicker to one side of him. But during the, the depths of despair this year, he was having to be a central defender without that support. You know, so we we were victims of all sorts of strange circumstances. And I think if... You know, just half of the players we've had and the sick bay on for long periods of time had been been available in the middle of the season. I don't think we've been having this conversation. Mm-hmm. I think there are certain players that we 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 last season were completely dependable, uh, depending on um, you know Maka, for instance. I worry whether he'll ever get back to how he was, given the circumstances of his injury and what have you. I worry that. Hewitt might not ever get back to what he, the player we, we, we've grown to love. But we just have to give the fingers crossed on those things. But what we can't afford to do as a club now in the close season is to presume that both of those players are going to be available. We have to make cover contingency. What well, we've got to do for Hewitt because he's out for most of the season come what may. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's almost all we've got time for tonight. Apologies that we can't be with you uh, much longer. Got other things uh, on this evening. We just wanted to come on and have a quick chat about Nigel Clough but signing his new one-year deal. For me personally, I think he has transformed the club. He came in, 
had a tough job on his hands, to be fair, when he took over from Graham Cochran, because that was a squad which was de- devoured of any confidence uh, in, in a really tough time in terms of the, the way the world was at that point as well. And he gave us belief again as supporters and, and gave us something to, to look forward to and, and put on football, which, which was all right. He gave us a little bit of... Um, a uh, little bit of drive and, and gate brought some players through and sort of put us um, into um, uh, uh, that position. And I'm sure helped drive those season ticket sales uh, up and get bums back on seats last season and, and, and get them in as well. Trimmed the budget, got rid of players who, you know, all right, they may be banging X amount of goals in now for our rivals and, and they might be in with, with a shot of the playoffs, but also... They were costing three times the amount of uh, the players which we've got now who are still competing up at that end of the league. We can't afford to be playing those sorts of wages. Um, On the subject of uh, style of play, Craig, I I expect, uh, maybe wishful thinking on my part, but I expect him to adopt a more aggressive, more attacking-minded team structure from the start of the new season. I think he's recognised in the latter part of this season that we actually can score goals. And it's important that we do. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it, it's what the fans want as well, isn't it? At the end of the day, we want to see good attacking football. And when we've done it this year and done it well, it's been great stuff. It really mm-hmm. has. But unfortunately, we've not been able to do it consistently for all sorts of reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Like Chris says in the comments, uh, I think the first thing we need to know is what formation we plan to use and recruit accordingly. We switched to a 5 and didn't sign the appropriate number of players to play it. If we'd have played with the four at the back uh, for the majority of the season, we'd have been in a better position. So yeah. mostly we need a clear plan for recruitment and have plans in place if we miss out on first targets. Completely agree with it, with every word of that. I was just going to wrap my little bit up by saying, you know, we got to where we got when we got to the playoff final and, and we had a, a decent enough squad. We added to it with quality. We were hampered by um, injuries. One thing which does frustrate me and is constantly frustrating me about Cluffy is the stubbornness and the the the, the slow reaction to things. And not, I don't just mean in, in subs. I mean, like Chris said in the comments there, it was clear that the, the five wasn't working. And if we'd have changed to it two or three games earlier, that could have been the difference. He, Clough himself spoke about one or two goals here and there throughout the course of the season. Well, the same goes for him in terms of making those changes and recognising that we weren't good enough to try and play that style. I hope he, had, uh, he, he changes that next year. And I think a lot of that will impact on the players which we bring in. Um, and all, of course, the players we let go. So I look forward to that. Um, yes, it's disappointing that we've had essentially two seasons of failure in terms of not getting promotion. But how do you measure, measure success? It's one of life's big questions, isn't it? How do you measure success? Well, for me, success is getting people through the door, getting people excited about what's to come and always having hope in there. And if we'd have played out a a season this year of mid-table obscurity and the final day would have meant nothing, then I wouldn't have been bothered at all to see the back of Nigel Clough. But the fact is, we gave it a go right until the death and this hope that we may do it again next time around. So for me, he can... You know, I'm pleased that he signs uh, for for another year, but I think now the pressure, like I said earlier, is on in terms of a getting the right people, b playing the right formation, and then c triggering that into something which is not 
chasing the playoffs, but is indeed chasing down the top three to go and get promotion uh, to League One. Clive, thanks so much for your time tonight. We'll see you again uh, this time next week when we do our end of season review. Yeah, I'm just off to go and get my season ticket sorted now. Absolutely. We'll talk about that next week as well. Uh, and thanks to you guys at home for watching and joining us on this uh, live impromptu uh, this evening as well. So, Nigel Clough has indeed signed a new contract with a club. He'll stay on for one more season. And how do you measure Is success defined by promotion or is success defined by building a club and a squad that you can believe in? Building something which gives you hope and eagerness week in, week out. It's a question we'll leave up in the air. Make sure you join us this time next week for our end of season review, the final podcast of Series 6. And if you want to get involved with our end of season awards, you can do that as well. The link that you need is in the description as we ask you for your votes for a number of categories which we uh, announced on last week's show. We'll announce the winners next week as well. Those categories, when I can find them in my notebook, are Impact Player of the Season, nominees Alfie Kilgore, Lucas Aikens, Kieran Wallace and Clive's Choice of Anthony Hartigan. Underrated Player of the Season, James Perch, Lucas Aikens, Will Swan or Kieran Wallace. Youngster, Young Prospect of the Season, Riley Harbottle, James Gale, Mikel Abdullah and Taylor Anderson. And Sick Note of the Season, Anthony Hartigan, Stephen McLaughlin, Ollie Clark and John Joe O'Toole. There's also a vote for Listener's Choice, you can nominate anybody for that. And if you want to have a bit of fun, you can nominate your podcaster of the season. We'll leave that with you and we will see you this time next week as we talk all things 2022-2023 where just one goal was the difference. Until next time, good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty. And with a bench full of all star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.